The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Yeah, the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is to go on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Point Last Sports Talk. We are live across the world. It is 9 a.m. Actually, it's 9 02 is when we start. So we got a good 48 minutes to get this show going, not discounting the commercials and all that. We do have Alex Clancy in the studio. He's full of his uh, paperwork, full of stats and, oh, and, and, and some notes and knowledge that he brings to the show. <laughs> we got uh, the crybaby. We got, I was going to say crybaby. Well, since I said it, we got Deborah. That's not very nice, man. Like she stubbed her toe. She's st- yeah, Deborah just had surgery though. I'm giving her a hard time. She's on she's online. She can't be in the studio. <laughs> she can't be in the studio. So she's recovering. It's restructive knee surgery, right? Yeah, I had a full knee replacement on the left knee, so I'm pretty much bionic at this point. Now, how long does that surgery take? Uh, what that recovery, I should say. Well, they they have said it could be up to six weeks with a walker. I'm saying in two I'm going to be off of it. So I'm already beating the odds as far as how far I can bend it and that kind of stuff. So uh, well, six weeks not bad, but if two, you might. But as well. three months before they say you're you're completely healed, complete uh, knee restructed. Yeah, but right. I'm trying to you know I'm applying everything that I teach my athletes to myself, and uh, I'm going to beat all the odds. So I've already been the ideal patient. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, so six weeks uh, recovery, but you're gonna do it in two and a half. That's good stuff. We'll keep alive. So you'll be in the studio next week in about a two weeks. Then it's, that's a high that, that's the probability. You betcha. Sounds good. Again, we're alive. We got a lot of things. Sports. We got the baseball season. Our Diamondbacks are uh, back at Chase Field tonight. I think this game starts at six thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. We want to talk about our Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they still our team. Arizona Cardinals sitting one in three. Could easily be three and one. Some say four and zero, oh, but mm, it's football. Yeah, especially in that division, they, they should definitely be three and one with the teams they played. Yeah, and we may have uh, Samaj Kadir call in from LA, so who knows? Uh, but we got to get right into it. We got a uh, Quentin Jammerme, uh, San Diego Chargers cornerback, one of the top cornerbacks of in the lead. Actually, he's still covering. And I'm gonna ask him this: Is he still covering the number one receiver on other opposite uh, teams? So. Uh, he's been uh, stellar throughout his career. He's one of the top 50 guys in San Diego history. So that's an outstanding achievement mm-hmm. in itself. Uh, but baseball, let's get in, let's get right into baseball. Let's get right into baseball, Alex. This right. is your this is your thing right here. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a uh, it's been an interesting playoff so far. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I thought the Diamondbacks. Let's start with the Diamondbacks. I thought okay. they were going to. Uh, now, Milwaukee's a better team. The Brewers is a, in my opinion, is a better team. The Diamondbacks, uh, what they did this year is outstanding with the, uh, you know, you had a lot of, you had a lot of the anniversary for the World Series team, uh, that, that was the hype up for this year. Mm-hmm. But what they did on the field was outstanding with what they have. I thought they might run into, when we, we talked on the show, who would you want to face first? 
Phillies, Braves, or Milwaukee. Well, they got Milwaukee, who's been playing outstanding all year. Uh, so I thought they would pull that second game out, come home one and one, maybe tie it up before they got to go back to Milwaukee. It's unfortunate because when you um when you uh, don't start your number one starter against their number one starter, you better win that first game. And right. they didn't. Ian Kennedy got. He got rocked. I mean, it, it, and the Diamondbacks had game two. They were in it. They were in it. And then they just got blown out. Uh, one big inning by Milwaukee's hitting. Um, Ryan Braun and Prince Fielder are killing them. Yeah. It's just you can't get through that 3-4 right there, and you're not going to win if you can't get through two guys. But, well, Prince Fielder's coming back to Chase Field since the, uh, I want to say, since the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And they were booing him because he was a captain, and he made a, a captain's pick for his own teammate. I'm not saying that's wrong or right, but I've found some way, or MLB could have found some way to put Justin Upton up there. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the cheers of Justin Upton, Upton um, doing a home run derby. Uh, but these guys, he's motivated, uh, and he was motivated in that game when they was cheering, uh, booing him. He hits home runs. So I don't know how these fans want to respond to since uh, Prince Fielder coming up to bat, bat this this uh, week, or well, actually tonight. Uh, this guy's dangerous. This guy's a hitter. He's he's one of the Top, he was the MVP candidate uh, this year. He's one of the top baseball players in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's it, they're in a tough spot. You know, they're in a tough spot. And as it's looking now, Milwaukee looks like the best team in the playoffs in the National League. They look like they're they're pitching solid, their defense is solid, and they're getting uh, Betancourt's hitting really well. Like they have guys coming out of the woodworks that all leads to potential um potentially making it to the World Series. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Ricky Weeks, I think he broke his ankle early after that All Star game, so. Uh, hopefully he's healing up well. Yeah, he's but, back. I think he's back. Yeah, but not enough to uh, perform at a higher level Maybe for not. this game. I don't. I don't care if you hurt. Normally I want to play against the best, uh, but n- not really. Not really. Not when it's it's, it's playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's playoffs. I don't, I don't know if you want to want to keep that to yourself, man. <laughs> well, we'll watch that game. Six thirty-seven tonight at Chase Field. Um, go check them out. We need, they need all the fan support. Unfortunately, I can't go. I know Julian Spire will be there. We can check that. We can see if we can get tickets. Yeah, get the tickets. And we got the, uh, what about the the, the Rangers? Uh, you know, this is like the working man series. You have Arizona and Milwaukee and Tampa Bay and um, Texas, teams with not huge um, not huge uh, uh, budgets, not huge uh, play, uh, payrolls, but they're playing well. They're being efficient. And uh, the Rangers, you know, they don't really have any real, I mean, they have Josh Hamilton. Right. Uh, their pitching is solid, but not, not the Phillies. And you know they're just getting it done. And the Rays, I, I thought the Rays might make, might um, make that make that run that nobody thought they were going to make to the World Series after that ridiculous uh, collapse by the Red Sox and they're they're uh, coming up and um, actually making the playoffs. But doesn't look like it. Uh, they got to win tonight or they're done. Well, yeah, the Rangers sitting. Uh, well, the Rangers are sitting two and one uh-huh. right there. Uh, and and you got to applaud the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays, for what they did this year. Sure, it was exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was an exciting coming into the playoffs, as you mentioned. It was a signing uh, effort that they made. It was just no no giving up with two outs. That's outstanding. That's yeah. not giving up at all. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you have bat, you can put the ball in play. Uh, next guy can put the ball in play. Then you got the other team worrying about what are we not doing to stop them when we stop them all game. Right. Uh, so, well, they faced a they t- they faced a tougher team in the uh, Texas Rangers. I want to say uh, Hamill was on the mound tonight. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. it should be over tonight. It should be over now. You, the, rook, the luck is gonna run out. And I know Deborah hasn't been watching any um, any sports because you've been. What kind of medicine you have, Deborah? 
I got some. I got about six vials over here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and they work too, which is good. I can never but take one thing. One comment I was going to make though is that you know when when a team starts playing, no matter what they look like on the books, when they start playing that moment to moment, you know every moment is a new opportunity to just bust out and do great. And you know if you screw up one time, and you do, and you move on to the next moment, but. Uh, it does. It will. It will start building the momentum when you've got one player that just busts out, and then the next player does it, and the next player does it, and not only what it does to the team that's winning, and they're consistent in play after play after play, but as you mentioned, it really starts to deflete the other team because they start second guessing, you know, what's possible for them, and instead of instead of staying in the moment of the game and making their plays better. They start uh, worrying about the future, and they're you know half the time they're not even aware that they're worrying about the future. But it really affects their uh, their play at that time. So is that their uh, unconscious mind, or yeah, that well, yeah, their uh, their unconscious mind starts drifting off into possibilities, and the unconscious mind is always looking to protect us from uh, possibly being hurt in some way. And if they lose, obviously that would hurt them. So it can jump in and start saying, ooh, boy, what about, what about, right. get you into that second guessing, which now your focus is off what you're trying to do in the moment, and uh, you're pretty much SOL. Well, that's uh, <laughs> SOL. I like that. <laughs> well, you know what? Radio friendly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... We're going to have a show at night, so we SOL can be what it is. Alex, you all right? I might have to get a mute button. I'm okay. coughing all through the show. I'm okay. Look, the Yankees, two and one, one and two. Against the uh, Tigers, Detroit Tigers. Detroit, Detroit Tigers haven't been a bad team all mm-hmm. year. They've been right there in the mix, consistent. Uh, but the Yankees kind of—they didn't—they kind of limped into this playoff game. Uh, They—I th- I don't know if they was losing games so the Boston Red Sox wouldn't get in. But who wants to play Boston Red Sox? Yeah. You know, they, they, up for discussion. That's, yeah, that's up for discussion, and they always have a problem with those guys. But they hear it against the Detroit Tigers, and they one and two, and they down. Mm-hmm. This now, game is in Detroit. Um, this all started with the rain delay uh, in game one. They got through two innings. Um, the MLB officials said that um, if there was going to be rain, it'd be for five or ten minutes, and it would be light. So they played the game, and it was the complete opposite of that. Now, right. now luckily. Um, CC was starting and Verlander was starting because if one of them was starting and one wasn't, there'd be a huge problem because there would be it would be uneven then, because uh, uh, Verlander would instead pitch at home instead of on the road like well like he did. Right. But CC also got to pitch against him. I had a huge problem last night with um, the Yankees pulling CC. You're gonna get him once this series. Verlander gave up gave up four runs, but he pitched eight innings. You know, like it was. They pulled him after five and a third. They pulled mm-hmm. CC out after five and a third. Let him pitch. Verlander is—he's the Cy Young winner. Yeah, he's filthy. Yeah, yeah. this guy—if uh, you want anybody on the mound, I don't care what the delay is—you um, want him to come back out there mm-hmm. uh, about the rain delay because they still have to bring their pitcher out. All the um, conditions are the same for both teams, so they—they um, they just not having enough for these Detroit Tigers. They, just, they playing at a different level. Yeah. And they're, they're one of the hottest teams in baseball. So yeah. yeah, and they have the best pitcher in, in all of baseball, probably. Well, so. who was the Detroit Tigers? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and uh, Clayton Kershaw. I'm gonna have something to say about it, but he's playing yeah. as many games in the playoffs as I am this year. So <laughs> you can't you can't really. Um... Well, the, the Diamondbacks are starting a rookie this year against Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, tonight against Milwaukee. Yeah. I so I, I don't with this elimination game. I don't know. 
I don't know if you do that. Well, uh, well, this is what it is. Well, I'm, I'm not the manager, so I'm, I'm not with these guys every day uh, and have that confidence in them who I'm starting, who I'm not starting. So, uh, as I said, we we've all said all year, Kirk Gibson's doing a great job mm-hmm. with the Diamondbacks, uh, but he's starting a rookie for the elimination game. Maybe he knows something that we don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously he does. Right, he knows his players better than anybody, right. and I'm sure they were sitting in the war room for a long time talking about this because right. you could start Joe Saunders. In game three and start the rookie in game four, but you got to get through game three. You'd rather have your your strong pitcher pitch in game four to get back to that to maybe have a chance to win, come back from 2-0. Right, and heading back to the Yanks and Tigers. Verlander's, like I said, arguably probably the best pitcher in the game right now. And not to take anything away from Ian Kenny, but you know he this is a uh, outstanding year for him mm-hmm. uh, with 20 wins, 21 wins, I think yeah. it was. Uh, and that's one of the reasons. That's one of the main reasons. Uh, that the Diamondbacks are sitting where they are in the playoffs right now. Sure. Um, Justin Umpton, we, there's some other guys around there on that organization, on that team, could step it up. Mm-hmm. And these guys would be one to be mentioned. So I don't know where they go after this uh, season. But you go get hitting, you go get that defense, or you go get one more pitcher. You need pitching. You need one I more think pitcher. Especially in this division. Because like, I think like seven out of the last nine Cy Young winners in mm-hmm. the American League, uh, the National League came from the NL West. All right. So... All right, See, that's well. the thing. Whether it's a rookie or a pro, it's how you know how much, you know, what have they done in practice as part of it? Because you know they've obviously got to be highly skilled, which it's you know at this level they are. But the other part of it is how much have they been prepared uh, that mentally and emotionally to be able to go out on the field and just do what they know they can do um, and perform at their highest you know performance and whether you're a rookie or a veteran uh, anybody can fall apart under that time of pressure if they haven't been fully prepared for it and can actually see themselves and believe in themselves and their skill enough to pull it off right and, and you look at Matt Moore who's the rookie for Tampa Bay that threw a two-hitter in his first playoff game ever so you never know what you're going to get and he just came from double a he came from the Birmingham Biscuits that was the name of the team that he came Birmingham from Biscuits. and he pitched seven innings two hits well, okay. Well, well. and as I say, you, you don't know what you're going to get, but you can prepare for the best. You know, yeah. you can prepare these guys. They do it with the skill level all the time. The problem is nobody, uh, I shouldn't say nobody, but not enough teams prepare their players at all levels for when your number gets called, you better be ready. So let's get you mentally and emotionally prepared for that aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the American League Division Series at Comerica Park tonight the Detroit Tigers and the New York Yankees. Well, we'll see. We'll take a break and we'll come back, talk a little bit more, small bit more baseball. We'll get into some football, NFL. We'll be back. Quam Lots of Sports Talk. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to the Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at noon. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. 
Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner. Talking baseball with former World Series champion Jim Larritz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Larritz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports and welcome back to the formula sports talk we were talking a little bit baseball alex clancy in the studio deborah debris is at home nursing that knee um keep getting better deborah so we can get you back in the studio check out her page yourclearedge.com um for deborah's and we working on some big things with deborah as well as Alex. I'm trying to get Alex well-versed in this business right here. Jeremy's the man, by the way. No, I'm the man, by the way. <laughs> but let's get that straight. I should um, know that by now. I should know how to talk about No, I'm just else. one of them. There's a lot of us, but I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We have a special guest. This guy is a good guy. He shows up for everything uh, you ask him to, if it's possible, I should say. Uh, we have Quentin Jammer, the San Diego Chargers, lockdown corner, if you will, because he's always been that to me. Quentin Jammer, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. What's going on, man? Are, are you still? People keep talking, telling me he has the best name in football, and I, and I thought I had a good name in football. But you a corner, and that last name just sets it off. Quentin Jammer. I know. I don't know if you heard that before, but you know, guys on the Facebook were saying, "Well, tell him he has a good. Uh, he has a good football name. He has one of the best football names ever." So, have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I, I've actually heard it a lot. You know. Um, um, uh, especially in college when we played uh, a lot of uh, press man, I think, um, you know, uh, and uh, I was I was pretty good at jamming receivers at the line of scrimmage. So I think uh, that's when I started hearing it was uh, my, the first time uh, I started in college at corner. Okay. the Because um, did you play safety first and then went to corner? Yeah, I started out as a safety. I, uh, I played uh, corner my freshman year, and then Mac Brown came in, and he said he wanted – you know, he wanted uh, his secondary to have his best athletes on the field, so he uh, he, he moved me to safety. I played safety uh, for two years, and then I tore up my shoulder, and uh, they moved me to corner after that. Oh, that was a great move, I tell you that much. But <laughs> but here's the no, seriously. Um, here's the thing, because when you get tired of playing corner, you can always go back to safety because you're still that type of athlete. Quinn Jammer's on the line; he's on the show with us. Um, Quinn, you got drafted in the first round. The fifth pick of the draft—that that is outstanding, man. You still are you still that corner to go to the best receiver on opponents' teams? Um, uh, here in San Diego, we we always felt like we had we had uh, good enough corners to where uh, we could just stay left and right. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we we pretty much stay stay left and right. But you know. Um, if, if need be, you know, I can always go and follow the best receiver. But, uh, like I said, um, we, we have, we have, uh, a lot of confidence in, uh, in Kason, you know, on the other side. Oh, yeah. Where, he, you yeah, know, I don't have to, 
I don't have to move around and uh and 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 and, and follow the best receiver. We can we can stay left and right and uh and you know and, and play it that way. Okay, yeah, he wasn't too bad. Uh but I remember you going to the best receivers when I was there. And this yeah. is your tenth season. <laughs> this is your tenth season in San Diego and you are one of the top fifty players in the history of San Diego. Uh that's outstanding, man. You know, um I, I, I credit to, you know, uh, my first couple of years were, were pretty tough. And, uh, and, you know, you start to hear that the fifth pick is a lot of pressure, you know, coming out of college and to, to try and turn around, turn around a, a defense. And, uh, so the first couple of years, a lot of pass interference calls, uh, cause I hadn't adjusted to the new rules. And, right. and so I heard it a lot from the fans. <laughs> yeah. And, but... uh, and so, you know, when you start, you know, you start hearing criticism, the only thing, uh, to do about criticism is to go out and do something about it. And, you know, I take it upon myself to go out and get better, uh, and continue to get better each, each, each and every year, uh, you know, to, to quiet, quiet, you know, the, the critics and, uh, and, you know, and, and also, you know, for, for myself and my family, because I didn't want my family, you know, dealing with health hecklers. And, yeah. and, you know, I, I have a bit of a temper, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was in the locker room with you. <laughs> when you walk in that locker room, them thick eyebrows, when they down, boy. When you got them eyebrows down, leave them alone, boy. <laughs> but I think you respond to that criticism, um, uh, well, I remember we were sitting on the sideline and, we were playing Minnesota, and you kept saying, they not throwing me the ball. they not throwing to my side. I'm like, Quinn, that's a compliment. I don't know if you remember that. We were sitting on the side. I said, that's a compliment. And then the fourth quarter, they threw one to five. They threw one in the corner to you. Uh, yeah. So, man, you respond, man. You, you got to learn how to play the NFL game. And when you came in, that's one thing you have to do. Another thing I credit you with um, is learning. You didn't have a problem taking advice from anybody uh, to be a better corner. And that, that explains 10 seasons in the National Football League. Outside of your uh, athletic ability, your physical ability, because you are one of the physical corners. I still see you getting up pressing these guys, uh, but yeah. willing to learn from the veterans when you came in was was a credit to why you're still playing this long. Right, and even even now, you know, I continue to learn. Even after ten years, it's always something to be learned. You know, you can even you can even learn stuff from from new guys. I remember, um, you know, Drayden Florence and Terrence Kill uh, came in, and they were they were young guys, and uh, and they thought and, they were faster than you too. Yeah, everybody thought they were faster than me, but you know the, the thing that I took from them was uh, because I I, I I never really had I never had uh, a, a great great work ethic, you know, uh, right. because I, I you know I, I, you always uh, sometimes you take your athletic ability for granted and, and you kind of coast yeah. uh, through practice Trust every now and then because you get tired. But I came in, I saw these guys working at practice one day. Um, and, and, and then I saw them the next day and I saw them the next day and I just saw how they were working. And these are young guys and I think I was already, you know, three or four years in and, you know, and I said, you know what, I'm going to start working at practice like that. Yeah, and I when started they... working like that at practice and, you know, that, that helped me out a, a ton. I think, you know, um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to learn. Even after 10 years in the league, I'm still, still learning this game. And, and the thing I always tell young guys, um, now is that, uh, that you can have all the athletic ability in the world. You can be the fastest man on the field, but it doesn't mean anything in NFL, you know, because most of, most of everything 
uh, about the NFL is uh, preparation and technique. You know, yeah, and that's you, you can always win with preparation, with the right preparation and uh, and great technique. And that film work, man, you gotta you yeah. you sound like you need you watched uh, you've been to Deborah's website. <laughs> Go to uh, when, when you get a, when you get a minute. When you get a minute, when you sitting in uh, where you're going, I don't want to say where you're going right now, but when you're sitting where you're going, go to uh, yourclearedge.com, check that out. And Alex, you have something for Yeah, uh, that kind of ties into my question. Um, this has been probably one of the craziest uh, NFL, first quarter of an NFL season in a long time. Uh, a lot of teams giving up double-digit leagues, first half, second half, uh, fourth quarter. Um, how much of it do you think has to do with uh, the lack of the OTAs, the lack of um, the training camp, and the lack of just the team camaraderie? Do you think it's mental toughness? Do you think it's just like luck that these teams are coming back? I just, I like, I'd like to see what you're thinking about that. You know, um, I, it, you, the, the thing about you know all of that is uh, it's easy for for an offense, you know, to get together with uh, you know during the lockout and and go through you know all their plays all their fourth quarter plays two minute drills and all of that but it's it's hard for a defense to do that you know um it's hard for a defense to go out and uh and, and go through all the drills that an offense can go through because you know what well, we're going to go against air and we you know if we go against our defense it gets i mean against our offense it gets competitive really competitive and in a lockout you don't want to get guys hurt um in <laughs> yeah. uh, a lockout you know Competing during uh during your own you know uh, uh, your OTA. own private workout and yeah. and you can't do it because of the lockout. You can't do it because of the lockout. So um it's it's, it's basically you know uh, those guys didn't really have a lot of time you know to get together and and, and prepare in the off season. The off season is big you know and like I said preparation is always um is always big in the NFL and if you can't do it in the off season. You know, and then you come in the training camp and try to do it. It doesn't always work out. You know, so um, I think that has a lot to do with it. We got a uh, Quentin Jammer, San Diego Chargers, number twenty-three, ten-year veteran on the Kwamelas Sports Talk with Alex Clancy. We got Deborah on the phone. She'll be back in the studio. Quentin, I definitely appreciate your time, man. But I know you have some things to do, so I'm not gonna hold you. As, I'm not gonna hold you long. And I did say that five minutes ago, didn't I? <laughs> 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 we got four minutes to break, so I try to make it in two minutes. How's, how's that? <laughs> yeah, we had a uh, Drayton Florence uh, on the show last week, and they they beat the uh, New England Patriots, and Drayton had a pick to the house. And all I could think about was you and Drayton competing after practice. And like you said, those young guys, because you was in your third year when they came in, yeah. uh, those young guys, man, all you guys right now are still on the field playing at a high level. Uh, but one of our buddies, Terrence Kill, is not here. Um, it's another guy, uh, Texas Texas Tech, Texas A&M. Who who was uh came in with Terrence Kill? Yeah, that was that was uh, Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis. Yeah, it was Sammy Davis. But yeah. you guys are you guys are playing at a high level, man. We appreciate, you. and I still like watching the San Diego. I still like that powder blue. Um, now when you get off this line, I want to before you go. I want to know about your foundation, what you got going on. Also, I want you to get you out here too. You only right across the street from us. So um, I'm the president of NFL Alumni Arizona chapter, so I want to get you out here to a couple of events and put you up. Uh, if, it's not going to be in those fancy hotels. It might be Holiday Inn Express. Who knows? <laughs> but there's you breakfast. Know. You can get no, breakfast. I'll be there. If it has anything to do with there, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you got anything going on, I'm there. I know, man. That's what I tell That's what I tell people. <laughs> I say he'll show up for anything. we got three minutes to break. Uh, talk a little bit about your foundation, what you got going on. How can we help you? Uh, yeah, my my foundation is the Jama Family Foundation, and it, it basically it, it benefits uh, 
uh, San Pasquale Academy. And San Pasquale Academy is uh, is the first and this uh, the only uh, uh, foster school in the country. So basically, the kids live and go to school there, and it's, it's kind of ran like a college campus, except uh, except that you know each uh, each cottage they have these little places called cottages with their lights on. These cottages have uh, house parents that you know that uh, help the kids you know develop you know um, uh, uh, life skills. And uh, and you know that's what we did. That's what that's what that's what we do. We we uh, we we got we have scholarships. I give scholarships. We have um, uh, different benefits for the kids. And uh, and there's 142 kids out there. And we just um, I think with with uh, with Philip Rivers, and we just got them. Uh, oh yeah. Just, uh, donated a, a a football field uh, so they can have you know home field advantage because they have a a football team that's that's uh, that's pretty good. So okay. Um, you know, they have sports and, 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 you know, these kids, uh, are not, uh, you know, move through, uh, yeah, through the foster care system. Right. You know, they, they have a home and they have, they have a family at the campus. And, uh, you know, uh, we wanted, uh, you know, coming up, all we wanted to do, you know, was, was to help un- underprivileged kids and, and help them along in, uh, in, in life and, you know, and motivate them to do, to do great, go on and be great, do great things. So, that's what the Gem Family Foundation is about. If you want to go to, uh, if you want to go to GemFamilyFoundation.org, you can find out, uh, more information about it. Yeah, Alex is writing that down now. FamilyFoundation.org. Uh, Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, man, that's outstanding, man. Like I said, man, I don't want to hold you. I know you got things. I appreciate you calling in off season. Hey, tell uh, Gates that uh, I just left the gym. He'll know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, tell Gates and uh, uh, Rivers that they better be calling in my show uh, one of these Tuesdays. So, okay. so give Gates had my number. Give him my number if you don't have it. Right. Tell Philip I want I want to get him on the show also at some point. Okay, I'll right. definitely get him there for you. All right, man, get get healthy, man. I appreciate you calling in. We'll check out the website and we'll see what we can do from this end uh, to keep okay. it going. All right, appreciate it. All right, thanks. Good Q. luck, man. All right, thank you. That was Quentin Jammer saying that he goes Chargers lockdown corner. I still think he locked down corner. He's being modest. He goes to the best receiver. Although Carson is good. Uh, but Quinn Jammer, 10 years in the season for a reason, in the NFL for a reason. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be back in about two minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Lucille, come on, Mr. Bob. Hey, welcome back to the Palm Live Sports Talk with Alex Clancy in the studio. Deborah Debris at home nursing her knee. Uh, definitely get well soon. We take six weeks to get recovered. She's going to do it in two weeks. We take to lose the walker. I'll be off of it in two. Yeah, oh. She'll be returning punts in no time. Over and you under. Gotcha. Over and under, she'll be back. Right. <laughs> Over and under. <laughs> Start the pool now. Bet on me. Yeah, yeah we're going to take that. some bets. Well, hey, we had Quinn Jammer, San Diego Chargers, uh, outstanding cornerback. I'm not just saying that because I know the guy. You watch him play you, and judge for yourself. But, uh, you know, check out the foundation. It was the uh, Jammer Family Foundation.org. Um, and do what you can, and uh, we're going to do what we can from this end. He's a good guy. He's always been that same guy, uh, still competitive, still playing at a high level. We're going to get into some NFL. Um, let's go straight to the Lions, man, the Lions and the Cowboys game. Matthew Stafford, 21 for 43, 240 yards, two touchdowns. Tony Romo, 34, 47, 331 yards, three touchdowns, but three interceptions. Do you believe in the Detroit Lions or? I believe. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm. I'm go yeah. Ahead. No. Um. Yes. Uh. They did score 31 points in the second half. Um. I, I Dallas was up 20 to three at halftime, and they were still throwing the ball. That's not smart. I, I don't think. Yeah, you can blame that. Uh, who you put that uh on? Because at this stage in Tony uh, Romo's career, he can he can call plays. Mm-hmm. He can check out a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There are audibles. Defense will show you one thing, and they wasn't um. The Detroit Lions were up to stop the run, thinking that's all Dallas was going to do, and they kept passing. Tony Romo kept throwing interceptions. Two pick sixes. So I don't know two pick sixes. Yeah. Now you, it's tough to win football games with one turnover. Mm-hmm. He throws three mm-hmm. from the quarterback position, who's supposed to be uh, the most surgical position on the field uh, as far as making plays and consistent plays. And Tony Romo has the only consistent he plays goes the other way f- for his team. Yeah. So I, and and I don't understand. You blame the office coordinator, or you blame Tony Romo for that? That's it's Tony Romo because he doesn't have to throw those balls. Right. He's trying to force them. You know, it, they call the play. He can. You're right. He can always audible out of it to a run play. Oh, yeah. If you go three and out and you take three minutes off the clock, you get right. a first down. Three or four minutes off the clock, that's as good as scoring. Yeah. You, don't, you really don't need you don't need to score points when you're up 17 after after two quarters. And, and that goes both sides. If you do that, you put the Detroit offense right back on the field, and they throw to uh, Johnson. Yeah, and, and that's to their defense. They throw to Dallas's defense. He is like I mean he he's better than Andre Johnson. He's better than Larry Fitzgerald. That guy literally. Matthew Stafford could never throw a ball away when you throw it to him because he can jump higher than. Any, but he, I, I'm not gonna say to. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. Not really. That's but fine. I, but I do. Look, <laughs> at a, I'm not gonna say to uh, Dallas defense because they had three guys on him. It's not their fault he could jump higher than everybody. Three guys. The three. You know they they was playing. They was playing him and not the ball when the ball was in the air. Forget about the man. Yeah. You a defensive back. Forget about the man. Most linebackers. 
The linebacker was underneath him, and he had two corner. He had a corner and a safety behind him. Uh-huh. Now you're right. He he's the best receiver in the game. That's crazy. Two day. Yeah. And he can jump out out the gym, jump out the stadium. Uh-huh. Um, but still, you got three guys on you. And I watched Larry Fitzgerald do the same thing with two guys on him. Never seen three, but I watched these outstanding catches that Fitz made. Um, but Dallas is sitting right now, two and two. And I don't know if Tony Romo had a lot to do with those games. No, I still think Tony Romo is starting to uh, still trying to outrun a ghost, you know, from the past. That's yeah. just, you know, game after game, he he's got some great plays that he can make, but he's still got this uh, ghost following him that he, he can't finish. Right. And right. Uh, until he finds a way to get rid of it, um, you know, he's still going to keep coming back with those same problems. Well, they two and two right now, and Tony Romo might been effective in one of those games and and let's make an excuse for him he has a puncture alone and a broken rib he threw the ball 47 times exactly he's okay exactly if um, you're going to have that and you're going to show up on the field then that cannot be a problem that cannot be a reason why you don't play the way you play right that's not an excuse right now put uh kitna in who's a pretty good quarterback who took that who won about six games when tony romo was out last Mm -hmm. year uh so they sit in two and two and i think they got a bye week uh next time they play is new england on the 16th Um, but this is going to be a good game with the Detroit Lions playing the Chicago Bears next week. That'll so be a tester for that'll be a tester for Detroit for yeah. sure. Well, both of them. You got a Jay Cutler over there too. Nah, they're not going to do yeah, anything. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> hey, Pittsburgh Steelers, Texas, Houston, Ooh. Texas. Pulled a Houston, Texas pulled out a great win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, there was a lot of turnovers on that play. This could have been a blowout for the uh, Steelers. This could have been a blowout for the Texans. They had two touchdowns called back. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just. Idiotic plays that you, you wouldn't think a person would make. You got a cornerback uh, intercepting the ball, blocking a punt. You got somebody blocking in the back. The guy's long gone. There's no way he can catch him. I love the Texans. Yeah, I love them. Their defense is stepping up. Aaron Foster ran for 155 and a touchdown. Outstanding. I mean, and Matt Schaub is he's not turning the ball over as much. He's not making those passes. Yeah. Andre Johnson's out for a few weeks, so that'll be interesting to see if Jacoby Jones or uh, Kevin Walter could step in for him. Those are big shoes to fill, and I think they, I think they'll be able to do that because they, they've got a confidence level now, and I don't know if that's because Peyton Manning out, and they know they'll win that NFC, uh, what is it, South, NFC North, AFC North, mm-hmm. uh, and Peyton Manning's gone, uh, but they playing with a different confidence level. They're sitting three and one. They ran into that one loss against the New Orleans Saints in Drew oh, Brees, uh, which was tough, and they uh-huh. had that game also. Yeah, they did. That they was did. a game they had also. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too. Um, uh, sold on Matt Schaub at the University of Virginia. He was in Atlanta, wasn't he? Uh-huh. I'm not Ryan sold. Michael yeah, I'm not sold on him yet. But he's not doing anything to lose football games for his team, unlike Tony Romo. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what this game means. If it means more for Houston or more for Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh is slipping. Yeah, they, their defense lost a step. Matt Schaub barely got touched the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're notorious for Matt Schaub getting sacked. I've had him on my fantasy team like three years in a row. Matt Schaub. He gets sacked a lot. Right. And so, this, and this year. You know, I mean, especially this game. You know, Roethlisberger isn't. He he was always efficient. You know, he would always throw the ball 24, 25 times, mm-hmm. completed 19 times. He was 16 for 30 with a pick. I mean, you can't win like that, especially when uh, Richard Mendenhall was pretty much ineffective. He ran the ball nine for 25 yards. Yeah, that, that that's not going to do it. And, and then Foster uh, had what well, Redman had six for 40. So th- it's not going to do it for Pittsburgh. Right. Um, so we'll go on to the Minnesota Vikings. But let me say this. You still got the Houston, uh, Tennessee Titans. Three and one. Too. Three and one also. Yeah. We got the, um, Vikings, the Chiefs. Chiefs pulled out a, 
This was somebody had to win. Somebody <laughs> had to win. Both of these teams are zero and three. They pulled out the victory uh, late. Um, shoot, they scored thirteen points in the third and fourth quarter total. When the Vikings put, uh, put up ten, which wasn't enough. Donovan McNabb is he still a quarterback, or they're calling in the first round draft pick? They, I, I said it. I said it last week. They should just start. They should start him. Just start him. What, what's the worst that can happen? Well, three. Unless, unless you want to get Andrew Luck and start Donovan McNabb and lose 15 games. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're gonna get that Andrew Luck. I think Andy's gonna get him. I think Andy, and we'll talk That'd about that. That'd be picture later. perfect. Uh, Andy yeah. may get him. Um, but the Minnesota uh, Vikings are 0 and 4 right now. Um, I don't think those four losses are completely Donovan's loss because they were up and. What do you do defensively? You don't go in the previous defense. You don't let uh, guys get behind you. Mm-hmm. And this is what was happening in Minnesota. They, they've they been up in those three games, and the defense just gave up points. Yeah, sure. And they're playing the Chiefs, who now one and three. But you, like you said, somebody had to win this game. you got the Chiefs at Indy next week. The Vikings, uh, Arizona's going to Minnesota and play. If so they lose that game, it's over. If Arizona, lo- but if Arizona loses Both that game, them. it's going to be in trouble. Yeah, you can't go one and four. They just better not, Kevin Cobb better not come back if they lose that game. You, you blame Kevin Cobb for the Arizona's losses? No, but they're one and three, and it'll be his fault if they lose that one. Well, we'll talk about that later. Hey, Washington Redskins, is that a surprise team for you, three and one? <laughs> yeah. Audi? <laughs> yeah. Or Rex Grossman? I thought I'd be a better quarterback than Rex Grossman. <laughs> Uh, he's, I thought the Rams 0 and 4 would be a better team than that. Stephen oh, Jackson's going. Yeah. They got injury problems over there. Mm-hmm. And, and Danny Amendola. Yes, and, I, and I'm and I'm blaming these injuries on what happened on the off season yeah. because look at the numbers. Look at look at what happened when guys can go through camps and go through their OTAs. We didn't have this many injuries in the first four weeks of the season. Right. Uh, so they they're not able to be in the facilities and work out with the team, go through these competitions, being watched by the strength coach and conditioning coach. Uh, so I blame a lot of these injuries on what took place on off season. Right. I mean, and then the injuries are different. You know, you have hamstring pulls, which yeah. is which is very, um, which correlates to not getting not getting enough time with the trainers, as you said. You know, right. it's just. Well, they sit they sit in three and one, uh, Washington Redskins. They got Philly, who's one Philly, who's one in three right now. This was the team that everybody thought would represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Except for Russ Grossman, he said they were going to win it. So they were going to win the division. And so far, it's looking like they're going to win the division. <laughs> so gross. So far. Now, Philadelphia, even sitting 1-3, they uh, lose to the San Francisco 49ers under the ham of Alex Smith. Now, what, what's going on right there? What's going on with the Eagles? Their defense is, is failing them. And Michael Vick, Michael, their offense is hand the ball to Deshaun McCoy or throw it deep to Deshaun Jackson. There's nothing really in the middle. And Michael Vick, you know, he was able to kind of bridge that gap when he would get his runs because he he used to rush the ball a lot more than he does now, uh, compared to la- with last year. I think Vick needs to just run when he can run. I don't, I don't stop trying to make him Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning can't run out the yeah, pocket. But, but look what's going to happen if he gets hurt. Well, you, you got Kafka or Vince Young if he ever comes back. Vince and you get, and you get Kafka. Uh, right, but he hasn't played a second with this right. team yet. I don't think Vince Young bad quarterback, but Matt Hasselbeck hasn't played a second with his team. He's sitting three and one with the Tennessee Titans. Um, but they need to find a way. I want to blame Andy Reid for a lot of this. And, and then the Eagles, it doesn't get any easier for those guys. Cause they, they're they at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They're at Buffalo next week. Uh, what's that, Sunday night game or Monday night That's game? That's a big game for both teams because 3-2 and two Buffalo and 4-1 Buffalo is completely different. Yeah, so totally because the mindset changed. Uh-huh. Deborah might know a little bit about that. You you started off 3-0. and You lose to Cincinnati, who you should have destroyed. Um and then you go and then you go home. If you go down and lose that game, you three and two. You start to figure out: Are we that same team, or can we bounce back from this? 
Uh, the Carolina Panthers, the uh, Cam Newton, 374 yards. This guy's outstanding. When he learned how to win football games, he's going he's gonna to be incredible. He needs a team. He needs a team yeah. around him. He needs a team around him because some of these points that the Chicago Bears play and, and the coach, uh, Ron Rivera, for the uh, Chicago, I mean, I'm sorry, for the Carolina Panthers, used to be the defense coordinator for the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears, so he was familiar with that team. They're running the same thing he did. Um, he knows the Mike Mars offense uh, from playing against them in St. Louis. But when Cam Newton learned how to pass the ball, I'm sorry, win football games, because all of he's done is pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Special teams do not tight, need to tight up. Why are you still kicking the ball to Devin Hester? Well, uh, I don't know. It, the, once a year or twice a year, you just get reminded why. <laughs> Why you don't do it? But and there was a pick six also. So the fourteen six. of their points were scored on defense. Well, I guess one was Cam's fault. Right. But he right. threw the ball forty six times. You know, it, yeah. they were still in the football game at the end. It was twenty nine thirty four. Chicago pulled it out at yeah. home. Um, but it's going to be exciting to see if Cam Newton can get the receiver from Oklahoma State, Ooh. along with Steve Smith. Yeah. This might this change the team because I don't see. Um, I don't see Williams. Forte had a big day for Chicago. 25, Over 200 yards, yeah. 205 yards on 25 carries and a touchdown. Um, so we, we, we'll wrap some of this stuff up. But the New Orleans Saints beat the Jaguars, what they should have been. Mm-hmm. Gabbard got the start again, 90, 196 yards. He passed the ball 100. He passed the ball 42 times, 16 completions. Uh, that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it at all. Um, Buffalo Bills losing Cincinnati. We talked about that. That shouldn't have happened. They sitting three and one. Cincinnati with Dalton at quarterback and AJ Green and AJ Green. They, they putting up the numbers. They two and two. This is mm-hmm. surprising. I thought they would be one and three or zero oh and four at this point. Yeah. But they they're getting it done out there. Um, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna wrap this up real quick because we got uh, Barbara and Jack Cavanaugh on hold. Um, and I, I promised them we'd talk about the melanoma, the events they have going on. Uh, we'll be back in about a minute or maybe 90 seconds. Kwame Sports Talk with Alex in the studio. We've got Deborah Debris at home nursing in the knee. She'll be back in two weeks. I got the over on that. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
I was going to get my sexy voice on, but I think every voice I come out as sexy. I'm looking at Alice. He keeps telling me he can go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome back to the Quorum Lots of Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio, Deborah Debris at home. Um, we have Barbara and Jack Cavanaugh on hold, and they are a huge part of the myeloma. Uh, that's M-Y-E-L-O-M-A. Um, we have a lot of questions for these guys. We want to find out what's going on with them. I know there's a huge tournament. This is the seventh year of putting this tournament on. Very important for what these guys are doing. And we want to get a little bit more knowledge on on, on what's going on. I, I believe the, ter- the the charity event is on October 22nd. Barbara and Jack Cavanaugh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Who now? Let me ask you guys. Who are the uh, Arizona Melanoma Network? Well, we uh, started our uh, organization, Arizona Myeloma Network, uh, seven years ago, and uh, Jack has myeloma, which is bone marrow cancer, similar to leukemia uh, lymphoma, but it occurs in adults. And uh, we started it because a lot of people really don't know where to turn when they get a diagnosis of cancer, particularly this cancer, because it's rare and, unfortunately, it's uh, often misdiagnosed. So. Uh, that's what we've been doing is educating people for free for the past seven years. And our golf tournament is our biggest and our uh, only fundraiser. So we're really happy to uh, have Kwame uh, getting involved. Barbara. Barbara and Jack Kavanaugh, sounds like they got disconnected. But I, I have played in the tournament. Um, um, Monk, when you get a chance, hook them back up. Um, I have played in the tournament. uh it's the seventh year putting their tournament on the um, myeloma network. Um, it's a bone. I'm finding out it's a bone. I thought it was skin when she said myeloma. Melanoma. Melanoma. Melanoma yeah. skin, but myeloma. So it's a misdiagnosed bone marrow cancer. Yeah. Yeah, and and she mentioned Jack Cavanaugh. Her her husband has it. Um, so I'm gonna ask a little bit more questions. When we get them on, but uh, the golf tournament they're auctioning off uh, celebrities. Uh, off to the three highest bidders. The tournament is October 22nd. Uh, the bids will start at $175. Somebody's not going to get me. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tournament. I, I've been in it. They, they serve you breakfast and there, there's plate, uh, plate lunches, great prizes, golf bags and everything like that. They have a $10,000 hole in one on both courses. Wow. There are two golf courses over there, so, um, well, and I can see it's going to be out at McCormick Ranch Golf Club, too, oh, that's uh, nice. which is uh, 7505 East McCormick Parkway, Saturday the 22nd, registration at 6.30, shotgun start at 7.30. I know, and they're smart. They're getting it, getting it in early, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the, it's usually um, standard fee for the golf foursome is $600, or it's 160 per person, or 150 for a foursome, which is it's a great way to get you in. It's, the numbers are great. Uh, so well, definitely we'll talk about that. Special guests and sponsors will be there with Bill Height. He's the president of United Association Plumbers and Pipe Fitters. Who, like Jack uh, Kavanaugh, had a, uh, the bone marrow, I mean bone cancer, myeloma cancer. So um, well, we'll get to those guys when we come back. Alec, we was uh, talking a little bit of football. Yep. Yes, we were. Uh, we had, uh, who did we, we finish off with? Because I went to, uh, we finished off with the same. No, we didn't. Deborah, you was listening. You listened. Well, I heard a little enough. bit of dissing of the Cardinals. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, we haven't hit the Cardinals yet. Yeah, well, we we <laughs> do we hit the Cardinals. <laughs> Cardinals are um, they are outstanding. They're outstanding. In three, one in three at this with this type of team. One in three. I've said from the beginning <laughs> that 
this is going to be a work in progress. I told you, that, well, I told you, we, I talked to you before about maybe you're just coming back and teaching the diva, the defensive the, backs, the defensive backs a little bit. It's it, it's a learning process. You know, Kevin Cobb's in a new offense. Uh, Patrick Peterson and AJ Jefferson are young, and Adrian Wilson. I mean, he's. He's he's recovering from an injury, right? Right. His last year he had a, a stomach tear, a stomach tear, right. And he still played, um, but I think he was better with a stomach tear than their backer would have been. So right. He was playing with an injury, then, nobody, nobody. And then you have um, Kevin Cobb. He's just not. He hasn't played enough to 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 have the experience to close games. Like they've been close in every game they've played this year. Right. And um, unfortunately, they lost to Seattle. Um, they were up ten with five and a half to go against um, the Giants last week. Um, in time, luckily they're in a weak division, so in time, hopefully they'll be able to move up and maybe take it. Because I don't think San Francisco is going to last at uh at what they're at right now when they're three and one. Well, they three and one. They'll I'm... probably end eight and eight, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the the uh, Cardinals have to go on a run at some point. Cardinals definitely have to go on a run. They got to start now by going up to Minnesota and playing the Vikings. We don't know who's the quarterback. Uh, Again, I don't blame Donovan for a lot of that, but he is the quarterback. The same thing you were saying with uh, Kevin Cobb. I, I'm still on Kevin Cobb as being the guy, the right guy coming in here. But I also had two other guys. I had Kyle Orton. I had uh, Matt Hasselbeck uh, coming in. But I think he's the right guy. And then those guys I named before had some starts under the belt, some legitimate starts under the belt. they're older, right? Both of them are older than Cobb? Yeah, but, you know, if you you had to, you had to bring um, – Larry Fitzgerald back. You want to resign that guy. You bring in uh, uh, Orton. You bring in Orton as the defensive coordinator for the uh, out of Pittsburgh. They've been trying to get this guy for two or three years mm-hmm. now, uh, but Pittsburgh wouldn't let him go because they right. didn't. They didn't know what their uh, coordinator would do. Uh, now they're hurting a little bit in yeah, Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, they're hurting. Um, so we know, I mean, that was their call that just dropped. That was uh, Barbara and Jack Cavanaugh trying to come back in. Um, hopefully they get in for the show. But the Cardinals. They're learning a new defense. They got it. It's been, it's been long enough. This is going into the fifth week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should be playing together a lot better than they are. They shouldn't be giving up 21 points in the fourth quarter and letting Giants come back and beat them. They shouldn't let Rex Grossman beat them when they had the lead. I think it was a 10 points in the fourth quarter. They're starting up. They're putting up points, but they're giving up too many points at the <laughs> wrong time. And I think Kevin Cobb is still the guy for the Arizona Cardinals, but he is the quarterback. And when these losses come into play, then who do you look at? Right. I mean, it's, the one silver lining of last week is um, Beanie Wells, 27 carries, 138 yards, and three touchdowns. That was outstanding for Beanie to be back in the lineup. I'll tell you what, we'll come back to the Cardinals if we have a little bit of time. we got three minutes till close, but we have Barbara back. Barbara. Hi there. Sorry we lost you. <laughs> yeah, well. Was it something we said? Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, actually, uh, it was probably something we didn't do on the phone. I, I think we thought we were speaking in the speaker. Anyway, that's what happens when you get old and you have to deal with technology. But uh, I, I was very appreciative. We could hear you, and um, I'm really happy that you're letting people know, um, first of all, you know, not only about a great golf tournament, but, you know, for anybody who does have uh, myeloma, um, it's a very scary disease, but there's some really good help out there, and we have some great doctors here in Arizona and uh, right here at Mayo Clinic. You know, they have a research collaborative, so there's a lot of hope. Is there was diagnosed 20 years ago, by the way, so that really should give people hope that uh, you can survive cancer. And uh, we want to keep getting the message out. And thanks to you, Kwame, and uh, other good friends, uh, you know, we're able to keep this charity going and keep give, giving our free conferences every year. 
So, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to do, you know me, I'm going to do uh, whatever I can to do to help out because there's, there's a lot of things like like this right here, myeloma, that you can't control. It happens and happens. Yes, but it does. You can bring, you know, um, Jack had it 20 years ago, but you can still bring more awareness to it uh, in this disease that most guys, most people don't know they have. That's absolutely right. So, where somebody tells them what they have and they don't know what it even is, and we just have to help people so that you know they know that uh, they can get good treatment and uh, that there really is hope for, if not a cure right away. We're we're still working on you know helping people and getting good treatment, and that can help a lot. Okay, so. and you and um you and Jack are the uh, founders and. And presidents right, of right. Arizona Myeloma Network. Right. Uh, and this is the website. Let me correct me if I'm wrong. www.azmyelomanetwork.org. Uh, correct. Okay. And if anybody needs to call us, uh, they can call us at 623-388-6837. And uh, even if they're not a golfer but they want to donate a gift or a, a raffle item, and also, um, you know, they're welcome also to volunteer. We always are looking for help. Uh, so that's great. And as you know, um, another good friend of ours is Kurt Risky with Black Bear Diners. And yes. he's a good friend of yours. And uh, Kurt is uh, the head of our uh, golf tournament uh, program. And he'd love to see you come to Black Bear Diner on October 11th. Oh, uh, yeah. We're having a Spaghetti Supper. Everybody loves spaghetti and helps us raise money for our uh, free cancer. Well, I tell you what, I want, uh, we we run out of time, and I was hoping okay. you, we have thirty seconds. But look, come back, come back, and let's, and let's and, uh, uh, talk you, about this. And more. you folks out there, you start bidding on that good-looking guy. I mean, even if you don't play golf, you probably want to walk around with him. That's true. You must know me. Who? That's true. <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> hey, this is Formula Sports Talk with Alex Clancy in the studio. We're going to hey, we're going to put we're going to stay up on this and put it on all our pages we have uh, just to get the word out and for the That's tournament. Great. But come back and let's keep doing this until October 22nd comes around. Sounds good. Okay, sounds great, and we'll see you October 22nd out at McCormick Ranch. Okay, Barbara, take care. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you. Kwame Lodge Sports Talk with Alex Clancy in the studio. Deborah Debris at home. We serve. We run over time. Hey. We shouldn't start two minutes later. <laughs> hey, we'll see you next week. I was here. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the show. Man. Two minutes later. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.